Hello and welcome to the Forward on to Dawn podcast, the show about the story and universe of the Halo franchise. This is episode 38. I'm David and I'm joined by usual co-host Danny. Idly holy. And today we've got some special guests who will let introduce themselves. Well, I'm CA391, also known as Chris, if you really want to call me that. And how would people know about you? Well, people would mostly recognize me from Halopedia. I admin there with a bunch of awesome people that you might recognize, like Dab1001 and Bacon Shelf. Um, what else? Um, you may also recognize me from Twitter for like tweeting about all those weird Halo facts and all that and asking Grim all those questions that are really obscure and odd at times. Hey guys, um, I'm uh, Nakai Vodar, also known as Covenant Cannon. Um, what I do is pretty much I go over the Covenant aspects of the Halo universe, um, its lore in regards to many other species of the Covenant, such as the elites, brutes, prophets, that sort of thing. And so we've convened the podcast panel this at the end of 2020, uh, just to do our usual year in review, uh, going through the year, uh, seeing what was happening and uh, what's going to be happening in the next year, make our predictions and such. We're finally, we're finally through the uh, new Halo Infinite launch, guys. We did it. Oh. <laughs> yes, in in an alternate universe, this podcast episode would be very different, and yet this was the worst of all possible worlds. So uh, we're just gonna go through it roughly chronologically uh, and just refresh ourselves and uh, talk about what happened. Well, what did happen? What exactly happened this year? Well, people killed 7 billion grunts this year, which took people two and a half years using Halo 3 and ODST from that launch. So well done, everyone. You did great. We've gotten more and more efficient at killing virtual grunts online. I'm pretty sure if we're going to edit this, you should stick in a grunt birthday sound effect thingy to, to go along with that news. It's, it's fine. Weird. Just for the year. Yeah, so that was, uh, we got at the end of the year, we got an MCC development update. And we'll talk a little more about the Master Chief Collection, but uh, that was one of the things. Um, and uh, Chris found uh, mentioned back on the old Bungie forums. We'll stick in the show notes. So we took two and a half years before. So more people, more dedicated people, more grunts in the MCC to kill. We've gotten faster, more efficient mm-hmm. in 2020. The beginning of the year was kind of amazing to go back to because it feels like another world and in many ways it was uh january february we were uh getting some halo tv series um some halo tv series tidbits um we got a lot of casting stuff in 2019 we were getting some some additional production shots some of that stuff going wasn't on. there filming done i remember seeing some yeah the there was stuff, there, some there was some filming some rumors um which would not resolve as it would turn out but we didn't know it at the time uh there was the uh xbox next generation reveal the xbox series x and uh crucially to us there was the road to halo infinite very sad sad road (laughs) the road had more twists and turns uh than we thought yes it was in march that we got um the big the big game news, as it would turn out this year, was mostly just um, Master Chief Collection arrived on PC. It started out in March with uh, 
Comet Evolved Anniversary. May was Halo 2, July Halo 3, September ODST, November Halo 4. Um, and there was uh, four seasons of content in that. So for Xbox players, we got a bunch of cosmetic stuff. We got ODST Firefight, um, which was the big thing I was happy about because I like myself some ODST Firefight and Reach Firefight is terrible. Um, and then we did get a light uh, fiction dusting <laughs> over all that stuff for each of the games. They, the Halo Waypoints YouTube channel put out uh, the Oni archives. And mostly these were sort of, uh, I would say, just introductions for casual fans or for play- PC players who are finally checking out what that 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 Halo thing is about. Um, like a lot of 343's supplemental material, it technically takes place in-universe as, as these sort of communiques, intelligence reports. We get... Uh, it, there's a little bit that ties into the, the rise of the created. Um, and I think the only major fictional bit that is new is that we got details on Gabriella, who, for people who went to uh halo outhouse discovery last year which feels like way more than last year now <laughs> uh she was the ai that was sort of running the sort of the custodian of humanity humanity's history and was at that exhibit i'm convinced by the way that uh, all those real life uh, attractions are, are something i'll just have to appreciate and photographs for the rest of my life considering the world circumstances and where i am and the uh the lightning bolt of luck that needs to channel through each of that to actually let me ever, ever appreciate that in uh, in reality. There needs to be a Scottish one. Come on. Oh, you got too much over there already, you fuckers. Don't, don't be greedy. <laughs> Give us some Yes, love, there's going to be Halo Outpost Sky. The most remote <laughs> possible. Oh, the... The only archives, though, they were amazing, though. Like, they all dived into, like, deep parts of the lore and all that. Like... There was mentions of Fixer and all that. I'm like, oh, wow. I, I was like not expecting to hear from him again after Nightfall's second stories and all that, which was really a deep dive. I guess you can say it's it's deep lore connections to the other random supplemental material that has popped up, um, like the data drops and the second stories in Nightfall, which were the best part of Nightfall. Oh, I, I, I agree there completely, like, those were like so good and i forgot what i was going with that <laughs> we may have been actually better than uh the nightfall itself actually funnily enough we get uh so the one of the the details in the oni archives ties into uh halo alpha's discovery with gabriella and also um a short story in halo fractures um ross box world where basically sarin osman and hood are just left drinking at a secure site with a bunch of AIs that Black Box secured before the created took over. Um, and we knew one of the AIs was Black Box. One of the AIs we learned um, from Hunt the Truth was the AI created from Maya um, and who was in the second season of Hunt the Truth. And now we learn that one of them is also Gabriella. So... Now we've got three of the mystery AIs, and we still don't know what happens because the the story ends with 
uh, Osman trying to decide if she should just destroy the AIs, if she should give them a chance to fight for humanity, um, if she should like forcibly recruit them. Um, so it's possible, uh, especially if Halo Outpost continues being a thing that, that might actually get followed up with uh, somewhat soon, which will be exciting. How, how, how much planning do you think they're putting into uh, planning real-life events at the moment? Do you think they're still uh, hopeful that uh, things will return to normality, that they can just do that again anytime soon, like next year? Well, well, we'll talk about it. Um... <laughs> Let us hope and cross our fingers that it will return. I've been happy with the new Master Chief Collection stuff. I know there are people who have been annoyed because they've like reintroduced bugs and stuff like that, or... The the recent thing as we were recording this was the addition of new uh, armor from Halo Online and stuff that is like ruining the Halo Three look and et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah, that was a that was a little Twitter controversy thing, wasn't it? People got really upset about some of that stuff. It was kind of funny. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just excited for all the new lore and just armor coming back and not just it being in limbo and just not existing anymore. I I like. Armor lore has been one of the things I really enjoy editing on Halopedia, just because it could be so interesting and even so out there at times. Actually, honest question about the about the lore. It seems that the, the lore for the armor in particular is it as loose as it seems uh, and, and less congruent with the rest of the lore as it seems initially on the surface. And this is this is me going back mainly to early Halo Four, maybe. Halo three times. Like how 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 would you categorize the the state of the armored lore at the moment? Is it more in line with the uh, the rest of the content? Well, a lot of the time they're written by like back in the day they were written by like numerous people, and now they're written by like the same people now, just writing it constantly for each game and all that. So with that in mind, it's a lot more consistent now than it was back in the old Halo 3 days because back in back in the Halo 3 and Reach days it was very loose like it would say that oh there's a year and then random details that don't even link on to that year at all and then nowadays they say stuff like oh this was manufactured in a ship and like oh that's really cool or oh this was found randomly just drifting in a freighter somewhere yeah, I think one of the is it the Hellcat armor in Halo Five is supposed to be based off um, like found stuff from ancient humanity. Um, there's three. There's if I if I recall, there's three sorts of suits that are based on that. There's the suits that are based on found technology, like Hellcat. There's Buccaneer, which is essentially just armor humanity found and is just using for some strange reason. And then there's Shinobi, which they just found in a freighter and it's all locked up and they don't know much about it, but they're still using it anyways as well. Which is still, uh, which I'd say is very risky, but the UNSC. I'm, I'm pretty UNSC, sure. I'm pretty sure humanity finding ancient alien technology and using it is is a story in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing could ever go wrong there. Just yeah, ancient <laughs> shit. Yeah, why not? Press some I have to assume like that's that was an issue even in Reach when there were like five million variants for an armor that only like six people apparently were using is that you have to assume most of the stuff is like just test production stuff that never actually made it into wide release because there's no reason you would have this many 
like armor permutations in real life. Yeah, that, that's one thing I always find strange when I'm looking at the the armor lore uh, back at that time is that it didn't really make sense with the rest of the universe and the odds and stats about what you know about the Spartans, how many are in use essentially, and and you had armor pieces literally just flying out of the ass, just appearing everywhere, like a million different variants and stuff. And that didn't really make sense at that time. Um, with where the universe was. Well, Spartans do have, like, confi- well, they do. They can change their configurations and all that. They don't just stay in the same armor for 20 years, never changing it, unless you're master. But we know that. We also know that's that's also not originally the case <laughs> as well. Originally, they were supposed yeah, to be clones kind of and identical-looking. You couldn't tell them apart. And, yeah. You know what I mean? So they definitely changed and shifted. It, it, there is, like, a whole big reason for that, though, where, like, they went, needed to make characters more recognizable and all that like it's easier to go oh that's fred if he has his own unique armor if he just if he was just wearing mark v like the master chief then you wouldn't know it was fred you just see oh it's just another master chief wasn't that um wasn't that an issue for the halo cameo in other video games where they they throw in random spartan and uh, people just think it's Master. It looks like Master Chief may as well be Master Chief, but it technically wasn't Master Chief. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember reading up when Dead Dead or Alive did their Halo crossover, and then people were so confused why Master Chief sounded like a female, or like. Which actually, that's it's worth pointing out that that's still semi canonical. She's still out there. I think I don't know if they've actually. Oh, Nick! Nick! Okay, at the moment, Nicole is a canon Spartan. But that's all that is canon of her right now. We don't know her Spartan tag. We don't know if she's even a Spartan 2 class 2 anymore. She's just a random Spartan. She can be a Spartan 4 for all we know. That would be the easy way of getting around the, the possibility of futzing with the numbers. Just make her a Spartan 4. Um, or a Spartan 3. I can't imagine them being able to visually explain why a Spartan 4 looks like a a two from many years back, but okay. Well, I mean, then when you start getting into the the questions of visual continuity stuff, yeah, it's it's. Weird. Well, to be fair, they, I don't think they have any plans for Nicole. To be honest, I think she's just there, and that's all. I mean, I would say I would agree with that, but also like <laughs> they brought stuff back from like twelve years ago before, so it might just be. Oh yeah, that oh that reminds me of when like they, I think what book was it from again? I'll, go into it for a second yeah you're thinking of envoy with the shark way legacy of onyx legacy of onyx brought back one of the most obscure things ever it brought back project rebirth which was a toy exclusive piece of lore that barely anyone knew about i was like oh wow that that's obscure so there's there's always possibility for that stuff coming up and i think that's that's sort of what they do with the the oni archives is throw stuff out there that people can chew on mm-hmm. and they don't have to ever do anything with but if they do someone will be like oh my god that thing from that oni archive from that time in 2020 um oh, i can't wait for more of that to come back later down the line and just see fixer just come back and people oh that's from the second stories or that's from the oni archives oh yeah the oni archives did leave a lot of stories and threads just open mm-hmm. Like we don't even know what the unnamed narrator guy with a totally awesome voice. We don't know what he was looking up. We just know he was looking up stuff. So that's a big mystery there as well. Like you really think they'll go into the depths of the motivation of the uh, of the announcer guy of the voiceover? 
Like that's a, that's a stretch. I don't think Lucatino know his personal motivations. No, no, it's not his motivations, but we don't know what he was looking up. That's the loose ends. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. No. Well, we still we still are uh, don't know the identity of Halsey's interrogator from Halo Four, so that's just added to the shadowy, disembodied voices that we have yet to know about. Yeah, so many of them. So many of them. MCC has really, really stepped up its game over the years, especially in 2020. Um, I remembered when I, I, I remember going like waiting till midnight on two thousand in 2014 just to pick up MCC. And aside from the obvious multiplayer issues, I had a blast with the campaign at Halo 2 anniversary, especially. Um, but like I said, 343 has definitely did its damnness to make sure that MCC is literally the pinnacle of Halo for the community right now. And they've done, in my opinion, a pretty damn good job. You're, you're speaking with uh, the benefit of hindsight. Like MCC is amazing right now for a Halo fan. Like that, there's no contests. Like it's a really solid, amazing thing. But it didn't start out that way. It only got to where it is now through a very long, painful journey. Well, it's it's kind of hard to imagine, like looking back on it, that we're into another console generation and MCT didn't even launch right at the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it has it, been a long road. I would say that Halo, like MCC, pretty much aged like fine wine. Pretty much, yeah. It was it was great. It's great now, but but it was poorly executed at launch. It was poorly executed. Yeah. I will admit that. Well, and it's in that way, it sort of has followed the the arc of many a Halo game. Where oh yeah, you look back, especially on like Reach and Halo Four and stuff, and you're like, oh, remember when like we didn't have a decent Forge when it launched, or remember when like pre-title update, like how terrible the stuff was or remember when you didn't even have red X's in Halo 4 it's kind of hard to remember like oh wow just the MCC exclusive work like the Halo 2 anniversary stuff everything that they put into that damn thing and the amount of feckin' time people and resources over the years that they've needed to marshal coordinate and they fail and regroup and replan and redeploy and it's insane. It's literally the biggest Halo project that any any company has ever worked on. And if it wasn't in the state where it is right now, it easily would have been pointed to as like the reason why Halo is not popular these days. Like That would have been the alternate timeline uh, for the MCC. It would have been the poster child of why the franchise is dead. Well, and I think we'll see. We'll see where Cyberpunk ends up. I do think this generation has been like the the redemption story brought in large for a lot of games like sea of thieves mcc um what am i thinking of uh hello games thing uh no man's sky no man's sky yeah like (laughs) had some pretty rough launches maybe a couple of years later but still keep playing it's a kind of dreadful thing isn't that overall there's no way to to jump to the alternate universe where infinite came out and was obviously going to have issues to some degree and versus where an infinite finally comes out and the question of would you rather been playing it this entire year or will the wait have been worth it 
it's not like the the famous Miyamoto quote from Nintendo. Uh, a, a good, a bad game is bad forever, and a delayed game can be good. Or something. I'm fecking up that damn quote so bad. No, you get but the I, th- point. I think I think Miyamoto's wrong now, just because there's enough time for for redemption. Not for everything. Like there's no no coming back from like Anthem and like Lawbringers or whatever. Oh yeah, That's Anthem. Right. Don't get me started. Guys, 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 shut up. I have hope. Anthem 2.0 will be the saving throw. I mean, yeah, that's we true. All need. Even Anthem, even with as bad as it's done, it's still got its potential chance. I'm not expecting anything, but it's just one of those things that this generation, you have to... 1.0 games are increasingly rare. It's just for good and for ill. So, uh... While this was all happening, COVID hit. Uh, everything was terrible. Everything remains terrible. Really? I didn't um, notice. <laughs> and that, as it would turn out, uh, would impact things, as we would find out. Because uh, running on to July, uh, E3 basically implodes, and maybe COVID killed E3, which, hey, that'd be one good thing that happened. To be fair, E3 was was doing a really good job of killing itself well, yeah, the, before COVID, COVID hit. COVID is not thus far killing anything that wasn't already dying uh just might have sped things along in july we got the halo infinite showcase uh which we talked about the time uh for episode 36 the the podcast and Mm -hmm. uh yeah we were happy with it at the time the internet was not uh they made lots of memes about craig the indifferent brute uh and Within, I don't actually know when, didn't write down exactly when we got the news that it was delayed, but eventually uh, Microsoft announced that it was not going to ship uh, in 2020 like we thought. They only recently announced the date of uh, of Infinite, the date period, because uh, they were very unspecified. It's been delayed for blank. Like, they were that confident. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if they actually said it was delayed from 2020. Although, obviously, that was pretty likely at the time. But yeah, now, um, just in the past couple weeks, uh, we've got a new fall 2021 deadline for that. Um, I have to say that with all the cyberpunk stuff going on, I'm sure Microsoft is like looking over there with a sigh of relief about (laughs) feeling that. (laughs) That they made the right choice. I really wouldn't compare the situations at all. Cyberpunk's a single project that's been at the forefront of people's minds for seven dying years, apparently. I I don't think that the anticipation for for Infinite was anywhere near the same. Well, yeah, I I definitely think... And it's it's a huge... It's basically the biggest game of the year, and it's multi-platform. So... I'm just, I'm just, I'm just think, looking at all the delays and going more time to get the wiki all bolts tightened and everything, just to make it look nicer and all that, and just get everything all up to date again, which takes forever and will never end. Yeah, I think, I think the it wouldn't have been a big deal because from what we've seen, I mean, it's one of those things where we'll have to wait five or ten years to get the mm-hmm. the vice history of Halo Part Two and and know exactly what the issues are but it seems like at least the campaign especially was was fine and like we already knew before uh, we saw the the uh, july showcase that stuff like ray tracing was going to be a post launch thing originally so i don't i'm not particularly any more concerned about it than i was it's just kind of funny that 
after all the the complaints and concerns about Infinite, <laughs> everyone got blindsided by another game. I think the the biggest technical issue with that um, that people react to was the global illumination mm-hmm. not being uh, where it needed to be to please the most people yeah. by the signs of it. But and also, it's one of those things where whatever your complaints with uh, 343's games, they have been performant um, to the point where Halo 5 was in some places a pretty ugly game because they wanted to make sure it ran rock solid, um, which I think is ultimately the right choice. They were pretty upfront with the the things that they had to sacrifice to achieve the look of Halo 5 that they wanted at the time. I remember split screen uh, being a victim of their vision, for example. Oh, like a lot of this, like I do wish split screen was a thing just because there's so much co-op, like exclusive stuff that you'd miss completely if you didn't play in co-op and all that. Like the dialogue just does not happen if you, mm-hmm. unless you play in co-op, which is really sad because a lot of it's really cool. And the shame is, the shame further is that whenever you're playing co-op, you're more likely to be paying less attention to the minutia around you. Yeah. Well, and then there are lots of nice little touches like um, the opening cutscenes, gameplay moments change depending on which character you are and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's a lot of cool little touches that, yeah, it's definitely a shame that you couldn't do it locally. Halo 5 to me felt like a a co-op focused team game based around a team. Oh, definitely. Characters and vantage points and, and it just didn't execute that Fully, I think, but that's a small criticism for for Halo Five. To be honest, like we were all oh. pretty impressed by that damn game. So, oh, definitely. I'm I'm just more sad that I miss out a lot of lore. Like, did you know that they're like the sta- some of the statues in the Sun Helios levels have names? I did not. Like, like that was that's a co-op exclusive thing where they all go. Oh, that's Mac Vadam. The game was in no hurry to tell me whenever I went through it. So. That's that's neat, actually. But then again, if, if I'm sitting here going, wow, that's neat, how many other more significantly more casual folks are like, they do? There's a what? <laughs> yeah. That, that... And the, the good news with the delay is, um, like, originally after the, in the fallout of Master Chief Collection having issues, uh, they had promised that future games we're going to have uh betas none of which we've seen so far so it's nice to say words and never fall through with them yep absolutely can't wait for halo infinite beta well but flighting is now back on i would expect we would have to wait until the spring yeah i'm guessing that as well i i imagine after the debacle of the launch uh they they would want to take a, a few moments to calibrate things better next time around essentially for Round two of launching the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was disappointing we didn't get it. Probably it was for the best. Um, it was, I think, kind of nice not to have to worry about it. <laughs> Just because there's so much other stuff going on in the real world. Um, but I know some people are like, that's the escapism I wanted. Yeah, the escapism would have been a welcome relief to many millions. I would have imagined people are longing to see the chief. Again, you know, I mean, that's that's the thing that a lot of people just want to have their fun time with the chief for a couple of days or a weekend, and well, every few years. Well, well, well. Yeah, we do. We did get chief in a in a fashion in Fortnite. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus! That was the segue. 
uh, yes, yeah, we did. December. So, well, probably the last big news of the Halo news of the year was uh, Master Chief and Fortnite. Um, like so, it is kind of funny to think about that. Putting him in Fortnite will be the first time like a bunch of ten-year-old kids will have any idea what the Master Chief is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a. It looks like this, this looks like actually a solid plan. Fortnite is more of a platform these days than an actual game itself. Like people, marketing companies, proper money is being exchanged to make it a platform and it's platform massive events, massive releases. So it makes sense that for a Halo game, they would only leverage a platform such as Fortnite. But it also highlights the, the, the failure of the, the failure of having the game there because you, you get awareness of Master Chief. You have all these 10 year olds like you're saying, oh, Master Chief Halo. Okay, now go play the proper Halo game. Yeah, which doesn't. Where exist. is it? <laughs> and all the all the weird. Uh, I will say I'm excited to see all the new Halo fans. However, I mean, like we may, oh, we may like, a lot of people may, yeah, um, a lot of people may meme it, but absolutely, it will be great to see like how well this actually does for Halo and all that, or at least hope it will do well for Halo. Look at it this way. It's like complaining that a book came out. It's complaining that some toys came out. It's like, oh, it's not for you. It's for other folks. And let those folks enjoy it. There's new audiences out there. And expands the whole thing for everyone. You don't have to. to... It's additive. It's not taking anything away. <laughs> I do have to say, you can, um, if you play it on uh, the next-gen consoles, you do get a matte black variant. So I guess you can pretend that your black team or something or just cool uh, you can you can also pretend that justifies the hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get that stupid box that has no exclusive game so you get exclusive skins for a halo thing technically that's value right that is the 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 question i think because i was it was i was thinking about getting an xbox series x if halo had come out and so obviously pushing that off to fall 2021 i was curious to see how badly it would run like if it was gonna run at like 600p <laughs> on the base xbox one yeah, i would probably just been like they should have just brought back the return of like distance fog so you're just playing on on installation 07 and you can't see more than 30 feet in front of you just shells the empire quality two feet in front of you max distance yeah absolutely it would yeah, work so i'm probably gonna be picking up the the next thing unfortunately it doesn't sound like the series s performance with a lot of these games is great and then i don't have a 4k monitor i can plug it into let alone hdr let alone high refresh rates like because computer monitor options are terrible oh you're messing out like there's no it's it stinks that all the good technology is in tvs yeah i i had to get a tv to get to the most of that stuff yeah Oh, I, I'm just happy for the, the fact that for the first time in any of the generations, I'm fully kitted out the ass. I've got literally everything possible I'll need to enjoy myself. Obviously, it's not like ridiculous Except levels. Except for the Xbox. Yeah, apart from the No, I chose not to get the Xbox because why, why would I get something that I can just get everything that's on it elsewhere cheaper and more accessible, like on PC? Well, and I'm happy for this year as finally, like, killing off all the stupid pc gamers who are like what's so great about halo oh. just because they couldn't play it and to be fair as well the end of this year has uh with cyberpunk have, gi- have given people a nice uh life lesson to learn that uh ports can be terrible sometimes you know what i mean like console ports 
uh, generally don't really get much scrutiny because people just assume that it'll be fine because consoles are usually the primary driver in development. Cyberpunk has shown that a PC to console port can be horrid, which makes me really genuinely curious uh, about the, the Halo Infinite platform situation and whether or not uh, Cyberpunk's uh, reception will dent any of their plans uh, on the console space, particularly with the last-gen hardware and the Series S that you were saying that uh, may, not, uh, may not be as uh, fighting fit as his bigger brother. We'll see. Yeah, we skipped December, uh, but previously, in October, uh, we got uh, the only book release of this year, uh, Halo Shadows of Reach, which was actually delayed from September. I'm not entirely sure why, but it was, uh, and we covered that in more detail on episode 37. Oh, that book was such a nightmare to get the sacrifice copy. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes, if you wanted uh, a small short story that basically explained uh how the uh banished ended up with some forerunner crystals from high charity you had to get a walmart exclusive physical copy of the book which is terrible oh it was it was a night i had to i had to ask one of my reddit halo people or friends to get me a copy and i don't I, i don't like having to ask other people to get me halo lore like that because it just feels it's not like you're an independent functional adult in society so no absolutely not yeah i just uh i just Uh. went for uh halo cannons recap for that one i'm not gonna gonna (laughs) give walmart money was it good was it any good anyway like they wasted people's time by doing this was it even good it was interesting It, it 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 plugged up some holes it was absolutely extraneous in terms of I get why it was, it's one of those things where it's not that big a deal that you don't have it, but it's also, why not just include it? It is kind of sucky. I will say, however, about the sacrifice story, if you remember the 2010 editions of the original trilogy of books, right? Yeah, yeah the reprints, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's essentially the adjuncts at the end of that books, like totally bonus, not needed at all, but it's just nice to have. Well, they, they go through the effort of making it. I want to go through the effort of enjoying it. Damn it. I'm willing to pay and do all the normal adult stuff to do so. But that's still not enough sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just want to sit there and enjoy the same stuff at the same time as everyone else. You know what I mean? And today's yeah. uh, global economies, like, you're taking the piss if you can't say you can't do it. Like, you really are. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't believe any excuses will, will paddle out there because it's just, it's just not on. Make a decision not to do it and just make everyone happy. Because of honestly, if I see a product that I want, I can't get it when everyone else gets it, it makes me significantly less likely then to wait patiently and then eventually be allowed to get it. Like I, I lose significant motivation if I can't join in the conversation at the same time as, as my friends, essentially. And I don't think it's it's nice having that uh, as an ongoing threat to your entertainment enjoyment. Well, and- one thing that uh, was supposed to come out uh, to coincide with Halo Infinite uh, and did not has been pushed to 2021 is the art of Halo Infinite. Um, supposedly it's coming out June 2021. Uh, I assume it'll be pushed back 
uh, till fall for Halo Infinite's release, but we'll see. At the, well, at the moment, it's at June 2021, and we don't know if that's actually going to stick to that. Do you really think the, the this this maxi awesome art that showcases like the, all the final levels and bosses and everything? You think they're going to put that out months before the game? I you don't never think know. So. It depends on how spoiler you are. To be fair, the art of Halo Three didn't really go into much spoilers, so yeah, it d- depends. But that's to yeah, oh well, yeah, to absolutely. Into, to but satisfaction with it, it stinks that the large format books don't get digital releases. Um, like, uh, I mean, I understand why with the art books, because like if it's an art book, people can just screenshot it and then just put it yeah, on the internet. And then... But it's just one of those things where I've just got, I've got no room for for all these books that's why i buy digital in the first place so it stinks so i haven't gotten like the a hundred percent i i i'm i'm a fully digital person these days unless i'm forced not to be oh i i like having my physical halo collection of all my books that just stuck in a shelf so we do it both so it's it's a shame that we don't get we did uh get there for Halo 4, the art of Halo 4 actually is a weird like multimedia book that like plays movies and music while you you watch it. Um, but the art of Halo 5, Mythos, those things never came digitally, which is a shame. So I, I wish Mythos future. released more of its art, to be honest, because Mythos has such amazing artwork in it. There's also a convenience issue as well when it comes to those are like coffee table sort of publications. They you stick them down on a table and they look fancy there, and they're they're awkward as fuck for convenient lookups and all the rest of the stuff. You know what I mean? And and, and sharing that content and discussing it, it's needs to get the story out there because, in my experience, the writers at Three for Three do not like to keep stuff exclusive. They like to get stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, but, well, we'll see. I'm not expecting the art book stuff to change, but <laughs> it's nice to wish for things. Uh, I'll take small change. I'll, I'll just take stop being shafted on release dates. I'll take not having Walmart have a story I can't ever read because I don't live in America and shop at Walmart. Small steps. And so some other stuff that was happening in the universe uh, this year that was pretty interesting, uh, especially from the lore side, uh, was we got um, the Halo 2 and Halo 3 storyboards. Most posted. of the Halo 3 ones, just to be clear. Yeah. Um, but uh, from... Oh, that sounds better. That sounds oh, better. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not better. It's not better. No, <laughs> trust me, it's not better. I, I heavily, heavily find all this awesome. I'm just being clear because... There, are, there is missing ones that I scattered all across numerous sources and all that. But it's not me yeah, being better, it's more just... much of it. Um, from uh, Lee Wilson, who did um, storyboards for uh, all three games. Did Halo 1, Halo 2, 3, and I think he was cinematic lead or something like that for Halo Reach. Um, but Art Station, which is where all the good behind-the-scenes stuff comes from now for uh, for Halo stuff. Um, and these are uh, really interesting. Um, it's it's probably most interesting in that uh, the Halo 3 ones are a lot nicer. Uh, they're, like, colored and all that stuff. Uh, the Halo 2 ones are nice, but they're also kind of a mess because Halo 2's story was changing so much. So they aren't really, uh, like, properly uh, scripted storyboards. They're sort of, like, doing this motion comic thing. Um, there is a lot of stuff, though, in it, like... 
the dead human-like remains that I think the Arbiter just sees, and I think that was assumed to be the original well, Arbiter understanding the real mystery behind the halos and all that. Yeah, and there it's it's fun to see just also um, like the the visual style. Like Master Chief is his E three two thousand three incarnation. Um, the Arbiter looks the exact same. But he's called uh, the Dervish. Things. Yeah, but he's still the Dervish, which I don't think supposedly um, that change was so late that even some of the manuals were still printed with Dervish, and they just had to do a bad dub over everything um the a lot of the coven are still uh their halo ce versions um and there's you get a lot of stuff that's very similar um some of the storyboards are very similar to what you get in the game and then there's a lot that has changed um there's like alternate versions of master chief's eva uh trip to blow up the covenant cruiser with the bomb we get stuff uh like the flood, the flood Hulk, yeah. which, um, to my knowledge, doesn't even appear anywhere else ever yeah, again. Yeah, so the the flood Hulk is um, the Drinol or whatever it's called, I forget, but it's uh, based off uh, a former Bungie project, and I think it was modeled for Halo Two, but it was ultimately cut, along with stuff like the flood Juggernaut. Um, there's a lot of super cool stuff in this. Um. Yeah, and it's it's super fun to see, like, especially as time goes by, uh, more details on these things, um, and uh, you even get um, uh, Haruspis did a, a decent look at the Halo Two stuff, um, but they also has sort of the the you see how late in development like the Cortana. Uh, falling in the clutches of the grave mind was because that, uh, according to some of the storyboards she basically got killed suddenly <laughs> um, just kind of blown away uh, so you can tell that like hey this was the stuff they were doing when they thought Halo 2 was really going to be the end of the story uh, and then things changed um, so I encourage people to, to check them out they're a lot of fun and uh, along those lines uh, we had access to the the halo one storyboards back on bungie.net a long time ago uh but surreptitiously uh and serendipitously a c3 Sabretooth, i'll put a link in the show notes uh basically went through and did a, a sort of motion comic uh treatment to all the halo one boards uh and stuck in the the original audio where he had it in music um and so this is like with Halo 2, it's a fun little time capsule. Um, a lot of the stuff is the same. A lot of it is, frankly, better in the storyboards. It's just one of those things where <laughs> they they were clearly a little more ambitious than they, they would be with in terms of camera angles and scenes like that. Um, there's all sorts of weird stuff, like the cryo bay, um, as it turns out from the cinematics you find out that you were supposed to fight and kill guilty spark in the cryo bay that's why you go to the cryo bay in the maw um and it's a totally different layout um it's just a it's a really fun check you get to see uh 343 guilty sparks weird proto monitor look which 
he's sort of like a flat disc. Um, Sci-fi loves those flat disc flying sentinel things. And it's also interesting that it, uh, to me, as a, a longtime Halo lore guy, back in the day, uh, there was a lot of uh, dissection on the, the Halo.Bungie.org story forums about Cortana's actions at the end of the game and like why she apparently seems to be lying about like what caused the destabilization of the autumn to foe hammer and the the subtitle hitchhikers may be escaping convicts so people thought like she had been taken over and all this stuff and they they created all these crazy theories that uh Cortana was going to go crazy and turn into a villain which at one point in Halo 2 she was going to so with Halo 5 and 343 we've come full circle uh but uh, the the storyboards kind of explain that basically all those inconsistencies are just goofs <laughs> that all these these fans were spending all this time coming up with these crazy theories and now it's just leftover mess ups from how it was slightly different uh, the gameplay sequence and we still have no idea what the meaning of two betrayals is yeah and that was that was one of the fun things there he he complains that he still has no idea what it's doing to, and it might have at one point had to do with Cortana uh, and Gilly Spark, but it's still unclear. And so there's still, still uh, stories. And... We're, we're just left with a very cool sounding name. Yeah. The shame of it all. And actually, that was that was another uh, little bit that comes up is that he doesn't think three four three Guilty Spark was actually named as such uh, originally. He was just the monitor which explains why Cortana never refers to him that way. Uh, and the dubbing for when he introduces himself is slightly weird. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's interesting to see like, Oh, that just like the, uh, this cave is not a natural formation thing. Uh, <laughs> there's some mundane game development reasons why things ended up the way they did. Uh, but it's a nice uh, peek behind the curtain. So we'll put links to those. I encourage people to check them out. They're a lot of fun. Hmm. Now we're on to the, um, some sad news. Yes, so the, the last bit, probably, as a recording, the last bit, who knows if they throw something out for a curveball at the end, but this is probably it. Uh, we got news that come December 2021, or no no sooner than December 2021, uh, all the, or most of the Halo Xbox 360 game services are going to shut down. Wait, who who is genuinely sad about that? Like, if you looked at the original timelines for older games, it's like, holy shit, we got such a good record? Such a good run? I mean... I'm not so... I, I, I can understand why people are are a little, like, down, or, like, kind of sad about that, which, yeah, it, it happened with Halo 2 um, back in the original Halo, the re- original uh, Xbox uh, console. And yeah, it's sad, but it's got to happen. They can't. They can't maintain. Oh, of course. Uh, like I, I understand why people are sad about that. I, like I said, it's just. Well, I think I think for fundamentally for a lot of people, it's their childhood going away. <laughs> like no, all things change and all things must end. At the end of the day, it's not eternal. It's not like we have the MCC sitting there going, "What the fuck about me, guys? I'm still here." You know what I mean? So I appreciate that there are like the for the people who care that much. I mean, I know like Tupolev, and there are people who are still banging the drum about how since MCC is the uh, 
is based on the Halo PC thing. There's graphic glitches that are never going to get fixed, or something like that. I, I appreciate that. But luckily, this is not affecting the single player or anything like that. It's only affecting multiplayer. So really, this matters if you want to get the achievements for those. <laughs> but otherwise... There is also an extra to this. The Halo Wars demo and the Halo Reach demos were also delisted at the same time. Which is also... I can't a... play my Halo Wars demo. I mean, it's like, I mean, that, I mean, like, they're cool, and I mean, I understand why they took them down. It's still sad at the same time, though, that a piece of history is just gone. I assume we have the mark out by now, like, we've had a lot of time to prepare. <laughs> Definitely, just like, I mean, even the Halo Wars demo has a disc version of it as well. <laughs> In the before time, I'm I'm grateful that we do have all these relics. We're digging up storyboards from from ages back. Like th- that's the sort of stuff we need to just cherish and preserve. You know what I mean? Like we we, we should be thankful that we have the opportunity to, to keep that stuff. You know what I mean? Because companies these days, a lot of companies don't care. Whenever they take something offline, it's, yeah, tough shit. Move on. Awesome. So I, I think in this respect, they've been very respectful to people. Us on Halopedia has been doing a great job of archiving a bunch of like random old websites and all that. Keep that, keep that legacy content. Yeah, I I will not miss. I did all the painful grinding for all the 360 Halo achievements a long time ago, so I'm happy I don't have to think about that. I did general. I did all those terrible Reach multiplayer ones. Happy I don't have to worry about it. Um, and then other random stuff. Uh, we did stuff at Forward Engine On. We occasionally do that. Uh, we, among note, um, we'll put links in the show notes. Uh, we've continued our retrospective series looking at Hail of the Flood. Um, we had an interview with William C. Dietz, uh, who was kind of happy and surprised to learn that his book is still relevant and that they were, did uh, stuff with it in Fireteam Raven. Because <laughs> he was checked that out. Was so awesome, the, the, the that. that was so awesome, by the way. That must mean so awesome. Firm, they didn't know that the little thing he did it still matters and it's still relevant it's yeah they i'm so surprised that they that they brought that like like you guys said they they did an amazing job of staying true to the flood book um and adding on to it adding on to and recreating some of those scenes like the battle of uh alpha base or the battle of securing the uh, the pillar of autumn. Oh yeah, the, well that was ace to see in like some form. Even though I've never played it, from what I've seen in gameplay and the trailers, it this looks so awesome. I played it. I played it with my dad when we went to Outpost Discovery last year, and it was just an amazing experience. And adding on to that, um, and seeing uh. And I liked how Fireteam Raven add on to to stuff from uh, the Flood book, like the Juggernauts, the Covenant Lich, um, the Halo Three uh, Proto Scarabs, that sort of thing. Like it, it really adds like this is a very cohesive universe, like as Halo usually is. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't ever with the the reissues we were talking about i'm surprised they didn't actually make more changes to them to to fit in but i think they've done they want decent when they do like reissues like that they still want to respect the original work as well 
because yeah. how many changes can you do until it turns into it's not the same thing yeah yeah it's or even or before it turns into a brand new book itself so you got to respect the original work to some degree yeah um and so looking forward uh unsurprisingly since halo infinite is now releasing god willing in fall 2021 that's something to look forward to Mm -hmm. um the mcc is still getting uh updates i think season five is supposed to be in january um and so we're getting uh some weird armor stuff Uh, we're also getting grd which if you don't uh recall from halo reach it was supposed to be dlc armor that didn't actually show up in the game um aside from they put little like easter egg dolls in the uh, certain affinity maps for it um so we're gonna be getting those oh i can't wait to use that properly and actually i think it uh it's better the their versions look a little better than the original so i'm i'm happy with them um in terms of lore uh, we were talking about that there there are probably going to be more books that have been as of yet unannounced but for now uh, the only thing we have on the schedule uh, is in March 2021 and it's Halo Point of Light and this is uh, by Kelly Gay so it's following up on the Ace of Spades crew and Spark uh, and uh, Halo Renegades uh, which came out two years ago now mm-hmm. um and I'm excited because I, I really liked Halo Renegades, um, especially. I think it's probably uh, one of my my top top books of the I don't know whatever you would call quote unquote recent era in the last couple of years. Oh, I, I really like Smoke and Shadow myself. The fact that it brought a character from a very obscure source, the Halo Wars official strategy guide, was like amazing. Like, not many people knew about that, and I was like. Oh wow! Is that who I think it is? Like, and then it just revealed it. I was like, "Oh my god!" My mind was blown. A theme of recent Halo, especially this year and stuff, is like lots of deep cuts, lots of connections. Um, like, didn't expect a Halo Reach multiplayer map to show up in a a, a, a book. Like they're connecting game. like everything together. Even stuff from I Love Bees in Halo Infinite, like SPDR, is just returning mm-hmm. like randomly. I'm like, oh wow, that that's a really deep cut. And adding elements from Halo Reach into uh, other like other stuff like Shadows of Reach. Uh, sorry for going off track on there, no, um, but like I but like you guys said, like it's. I really love how 343 is doing all it can to bring elements from all from all other me- Halo media into a cohesive universe. It kind of makes it uh, all connected, like like say for example uh, Star Trek or Star Wars. Like it's it's on that level of consistency and a cohesive universe. Yeah, and I I think. To, especially with uh, recent books, it's nice to know that that little thing in some random part, uh, like, hey, remember conversations in the universe? It's going to take us thirteen years where we're going to like touch on a thing that was in there. Um, love that it's, it's big love it. Like, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world, but there's 
there's a better than even chance you'll eventually see it again. Um, and that's a nice, that's rewarding part of, cause obviously, yeah, you can't have every game deeply touch on every aspect of every single book. Cause you got 30 plus of them at this point. Uh, so just having little things to push it forward, um, is a lot of fun. And I think Halo Renegades especially, uh, was one of those books where they tied into a lot of plot threads. Like we've been waiting for, what happened to Guilty Spark since 2012? Right? I don't know about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Whenever, whenever the Thursday War came out, or not, not Thursday War, Primordia. Uh, so, and then it tied into Halo Wars. Like, didn't know that there was going to be more stuff going on there. So I'm, I'm excited to see where uh, Point of Light comes from. It's got a really cool uh, cover. Um, I don't think I've uh, seen Pixel Flares done any of that stuff oh he's he's a community artist guy that makes a bunch of cool art and he's been doing a lot of work with three for three like making renders of like the weapons go around in circles and all that which is really really cool yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's really cool cool. to see Uh, i'm really happy for him because he's done a lot for the community um and i would also like to add that he has done amazing uh, graphics for um, numerous content creators, including myself. Oh yeah, your your channel. Yeah, he he does amazing work, and honestly, seeing him working for official Halo Halo uh, stuff, such as MCC and Point of Light, um, it really I, I've said this before in Twitter and all that, but him. A fellow content creator um, giving this opportunity to contribute to Halo, it's honestly inspiring. Um, It gives uh, creators like myself um, and many others chances of actually making a difference within Halo. Either in lore, um, uh, graphics like William... Um, or many other things. So, I would say, like, he's an inspiration to the community, in my opinion. Um, and so, uh, we talked about possibly the art of Halo Infinite comes out in June, but we're going to assume it comes out later. That seems a safe choice. And, uh, we talked about it briefly. Yeah, always assume later. (laughs) But, uh, fall 2021, uh, is when we're supposed to get, uh, Halo Infinite, um, when they announced this, they had in a obviously calculated ploy that, of course, I was here for. Uh, they had uh, Joseph Stanton uh, talk about everything. Um, and we got, uh, we actually got some screenshots. Not much, but uh, we got to uh, see a little chunk of a uh, multiplayer map. We got to see the Spanker returning. Got to see the sniper rifle. Uh, we got to see some of the armor variants and the uh, coding system, including uh, for the people who care about that, uh, the one of the SR one fifty two max rank for Halo Five uh, rewards. You get uh, what's it called? Uh, Watchdog armor coding. I guess also a weapon skin with that great. as well. Yeah, there's a there's a weapon skin too. Not too much to react to, but it looks nice and pretty. Um, it's obviously designed to, hey, look, here's some more Reach-esque armor stuff for you to 
freak out about. And the the armor coating stuff, the the idea that you wouldn't just be able to change your colors, I know has annoyed some people a lot, um, which I get. On the other hand, uh, one nice thing that I thought the update did was it talked about making sure that they, the platform's ext- expandable so that they can do more customization in the future, um, which definitely is positive to me because it seems like with Halo 5 and the rec system, they were kind of surprised that it was successful. And then you were left with a giant pile of wrecks you could not sort or do anything with. And it was kind of terrible. Um, like that, the fact that you can like sort by rarity or name or like, as I said, as I was saying, I totally wish there was a way to sort the armor by what it was so I can compare skins of a set and all that. So if I wanted to just compare all the seeker variants. Yeah, like the that that skins were not combined. It was like, oh my god. So it's good to know that they're they're thinking a little more about that stuff yeah. from the start. Because if I wanted to compare two seeker sets, I'd have to find one, then close my eyes, keep it in my head, then find it again and just to remember what they look like side by side. Yeah. It was not not great. Not ideal, so, yes. I, mean, I get why people are upset about the stuff but it'll really be the devil is in the details and the fact that it's going to be a free-to-play multiplayer game means you're going to get some of this stuff so but it also means more halo fans as well with the free-to-play and all that yeah and i think that's that's i wouldn't even say it's a smart play i feel like it's almost a necessity at this point with that's where things are going um and as long as it means i'm fine paying paying for my campaign content like as long as they're still mar- marketing it to me. I'm I'm happy. I have more people to to dunk on or be dunked by on multiplayer. Still waiting for playable Saint Haley though. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm coming uh, to canon. I love Saint Haley. I need I need playable Saint Haley back. I can't stay on MCC forever. Uh, <laughs> and before uh, it's playable, yawn it. Uh, <laughs> well, that would be a lot easier to do um yeah i i I feel like it's unlikely but who knows there's how many other possible halo multiplayer experiences they haven't given us where they could give us uh elites back as playable characters so don't give well it is is halo infinite is apparently going to be a 10-year uh platform 10-year project yeah so there is there is hope. There is hope for it. I hope they decide to put playable Saint Healy in Halo uh, Infinite because there's a good chunk of the community that really wants that back, including myself, obviously. Mm. Um, rebel, rebel, rebel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. And um, with it being delayed uh, to fall 2021, that also brings up the obvious point that November 2021 is 20 years of the Halo franchise. Well, technically, technically, October 30th would be 20 years of Halo because Fall of Reach came out. You know, we we, we did this book thing, Dave, about some like the first 10 years, the first decade of Halo. Really? (laughs) Yeah, and something something. like that. Of course, it also took us three years to get it out. I can also tell you, I can also be very (laughs) technical and say 1997. September 24th was oh, when Halo was first a 
say so, under so what armor. Is that? is that like the oh, armor? Yeah, the, armor. the trademark. That's the earliest information we've got on it. Armor was trademarked, and we don't know much about the 1997 work. But yeah, it's it's astounding that uh, Halo has lasted for more than 20 years, or is gonna last more. Than but 20 it years. is. I mean, I have to imagine that the it would have made sense for there to be a 2021 Outpost Discovery, which is obviously not going to happen. Um, I guess we'll see what they got planned for the anniversary. It definitely was a disappointing thing that I was not able to go to Halo Fest in 2011. I got a Grum plushie, but I did not go. Oh, um, I so wish I was able so to go. Be, it would be great to have some some kind of stuff like that, even if we obviously can't do it in person or certainly not with the time frame assuming everything's better by summer still not enough time to to get out a giant traveling halo show yeah um, it, i would imagine that there would be an outpost discovery not this not this, the coming year but probably in 2022 that would probably be the more likely outcome when we're going to get another outpost discovery if we get an outpost discovery. i mean talking with the outpost discovery people at outpost discovery they seem pretty certain that they were going to do another one so we'll see yeah. how much how much contracts and acts of God change, but, uh, and hopefully I, more, uh, covenant stuff. <clears throat> no, sorry. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure the, uh, outpost discovery people would love to continue having a job. Yeah. I think that's one really of the big cool motivators for them. And seeing them absolutely dunk on the three, four, three people at their own game was fun. Please bring it to Ireland. Please, please, please well, do anything we in this before, island. Like it's, I'm sure it's going to come to the UK. I'm not sure what's going to be left of the UK when it comes out over there. Like, if it was just going to be. <laughs> I'm not even sure England, this part of the world will be in the UK by yeah. that time. So, I don't know. Well, things will change. We'll see. Um, yeah, it'll be exciting. I definitely have to get stuff together for 2021. I'm sure you guys have plans too because it's a big anniversary. <laughs> Also, I guess, uh, and other things that might happen. I think they haven't changed the date that the Halo show, TV show is supposed to come out in 2021. I don't know if that takes in the fact that, that if that factors in the fact that production got shut down and restarted. Um, it's it's in limbo at the moment, but at the moment it's still 2021, but... Unless, unless it's like ramp up production, like the Mandalorian or Game of Thrones was, I would say for certainty it would probably be pushed back to another yeah. year. Well, and the the big news we got this year in November was that uh, the actress who was playing Cortana has been replaced by Jen Taylor. So if they were able to do that, <laughs> it seems like there's still a fair amount of. Uh, track they gotta run through mm-hmm. guys guys plus this way right the only real possibility is it's coming out towards the end of the year it makes sense with infinite timeline but mm, probably december if not if not early 2022 assuming we actually even reach it to 2021 because i'm not entirely convinced that like the the clocks aren't just going to go from december 31st 2020 to january 1 2020 and i've got you babe is going to play on the radio we might not get it. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, any other thoughts, hopes for 2021? The look back on 2020? Uh, Just uh, goodbye, 2020. We're, you'll never be missed. You will never be missed. You will absolutely 
will probably spit on your grave. Hey, as an introvert, like 2020, I was living my best life. Uh, there is one good thing that has happened for 2020 for me, and that is reaching 10K uh, a month ago. That was honestly amazing. And that was due no small part by uh, my collaboration with Hidden Xperia. Like, I went from like 8,500 from one day, and I near, and I was like so close to 10K at the end of the next day. And I was so pumped. I was so ready. And when it actually happened, I was just starstruck, honestly. But if we had numbers to be proud of, we would be as proud as you are. Well done on that shit. I, I, I have to say, 2020 has been a pretty alright year for me. I feel that I've gotten closer to the overall community this year. Like, Halopedia has gotten a lot more connected and more focused. We've managed to get, to, we've got like 5k followers on Twitter now, which was really amazing. We made it to 13k pages on the wiki, which was also amazing. Everything happened in November this year. It was really insane. Busy time. Yeah. And yeah. Now Halo Infinite will come out in 2021, which means that 2021 will be that much better and will be not be, be Oh yeah. By it will already make it way better. Oh, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll put uh, links to all your channels uh, and uh, all the stuff we talked about in the show notes. Thanks for coming on. We'll see everyone in the new year. It's my pleasure. Victory to Clan King, guys. Mm-hmm.